Welcome to Summer Bays, the unofficial home and away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavner, where I take a weekly look at the trials and those big old tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Each week I do a deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas our characters are very good at finding themselves in. So get ready to feel closer each day to home and away. So a storyline that seems to have soaked up the entire week is Nick and Bella and their budding careers. And I know they're obviously trying to crowbar in high fashion into Summer Bay, but like it makes no sense. Why would a like top executive from a modeling agency be expensing so many meals and hotels to like woo a talent. Maybe that is what happens, but I don't know. Just doesn't make a lot of sense. And the steam rolling in on dinners and these big massive shoots. I don't know. I'm just really not buying it. I find it quite boring. And see, the actress who plays Sienna is so dead in the eyes. She's not evil enough. And I know we've seen this nasty side of her. She bribes Allegra to woo Nick more and get more steamy. I'm not buying it. And why is Allegra's career so dependent on Nick's? And why do they always have to use the same model? Surely models are just coupled up with loads of different ones. Why would that be? Like, they're not trying to be models together. That also doesn't make sense. And Allegra's very dead behind the eyes. I don't know. And she wears so much makeup. It's like, surely models... I just think models look weird with loads of makeup on. I don't know. But I can totally relate to Bella being sent on all these intern coffee runs and sandwich runs and lunch runs. That was so me. I can so identify it. So maybe I find it a bit triggering. (laughs) Her like missing out on all these opportunities because she has to go caffeinate the whole workforce. That was me. Yeah. And I just like, it must be hard for Bella also then being forced to see Nick cozying up with a hot model. Uh, but of course she was going to see them kiss. This whole master manipulation from Sienna is working. And she's just all this, all this reverse psychology is just, I don't know, it's very predictable. I don't find it very dramatic. Like Bella then apologizing because she's unprofessional. It's just a lot of mind games. And this whole package deal of Nick and Bella, when does that ever happen? It's just not very believable. And the only real glimmer of hope that's coming out of it is Emmett. So he's trying to warn Bella being like, don't do what I did. Get out while you can. And like letting them know that they're getting played and Bella's being used as leverage. So, which is hard for Bella because she's obviously very talented. And now she's being made feel that like, oh, they only wanted you because of Nick. So like, that's really hard. And anyway, they seem like they're on the same page about saying no to the contract and getting out of it. But then once the money hits Nick's account, you can see why he would say yes to that. And it's a a chance for him to give back to his family. And being able to help your family when you're that young is an amazing feeling. So you can see why he's willing to put up with it and all of the drama that Sienna is putting on them. So yeah, I think he got blinded by the lights a little bit. But yeah, so I feel like... Sienna and <laughs> high fashion Sydney aren't leaving Summer Bay anytime soon. <laughs> but I I found the back and forth with Bella and the whole Emma thing very confusing. And I feel like I was just as confused as 
Dean. And it, I found it so cute that he's trying to have all these like heart to hearts with Ari being like, what do I do? How do I help these people? But he pulled through in the end. He was did really well. And that is the perfect advice because it doesn't matter how Bella got in the door. You know, she has an opportunity now. You should take it. If she wasn't any good, they'd cast her aside after a few months. But she is good and she can make them eat their hats. So yeah, go on for it. This storyline would be fine if it didn't come every single episode basically this week. I think it was like what one and a half episodes we didn't have it. Yeah, it would have been nice if this was peppered instead of like slathered on the whole week. I just found it. Like, give me more drama. I don't want this like mind game stuff. I want real drama. So anyway, last week we were left on a bit of a cliffhanger re Ziggy and Tani. And... I know I'm not Ziggy's biggest fan. I actually am on, I think she had a point. (laughs) And I think her grievances ring true. Like why ruin how great their relationship is? I think I'm jinxed. Why why should we wreck it? And I thought it was so cute where Tane said like, I'm always going to want more of you. So let's just do it. So yes, this is an unprecedented time for Tane. He's scared and he's happy at the exact same time. He's really in love with her. So yeah, I think it's, while it's wildly premature in real life, it seems like it's the right time for them. But maybe they got so swept up in their living together situation, their we don't have enough food in the fridge situation, that they totally forgot to tell Dean. And of course, Mia would be the one to blurt it out. Her and her smug little faces. She keeps pulling all these really weird and like, I hate her. Hate her so much. And I'm so happy that she was the one to really put her foot in it. And, you know, Dean had just said he had a bad day at work. And then she goes and makes it even worse. What annoys me even more is like, she's like I feel so bad and then Ari's like don't worry you're amazing you're the most beautiful you're the most incredible person in the world so she's messed up nobody's mad at her and then Ari's like non-stop hugging her and then is like oh it's okay I'll go talk to Dean for you it's like cleaning up all her mess it's so annoying why can't anyone just be mad at her like I am and like she's still kicking herself forward and it's like oh I still feel really bad do you though do you you only care about bloody kissing your boyfriend every five seconds in front of everyone like you're just pretending you care I hate you (laughs) sorry I really hate her so I'm glad then that finally so I think this is maybe why I'm so pro Ziggy this week when Ziggy finds out that Mia was the one who told Dean she gives out to her yes give her her comeuppance ugh so yeah, Quan Ziggy, more giving out to Mia, please. Um, and she really flew off the handle, and it's kind of weird because she plays it down in front of Tani, and then like goes mental in front of Tani's brother, and 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 Mia, and it's just like that's gonna get back to Tani. So Tani's being very understanding, while Tani is saying like stop worrying about him, let him find his own friend, stop being a friend to him, and like move on with your own life. Fair enough. That's obviously what Tani's gonna say, but also. This whole news should have come from Ziggy. So I do think she has a right to feel like 
I should have gotten there first. So the fact that he's only gone to Movie World is great because I don't think we could have a household with Mac going nuts and also Dean spiralling. So that's great that he's just gone away with Amber and Jai. Beautiful. But what isn't great is this whole new fridge cam that they've introduced. Weird angle. Why do we need it? trying to be like artsy I don't know do we really need to see Tane and Ziggy's jam or all the beers in Mac and Dean's fridge unusual addition to mixing up the scene shots but I don't know I I can't say I need to see it look it's a bad light it's a weird angle I can't say I need to see it and then yes so Mac doing her best to wind up Dean with all these one night stands. I don't really understand. He keeps saying I don't have a problem with it. And she keeps being like, you want to tell me what you think? And it's very strange because she knows it makes him uncomfortable. He's trying to be cool with it. He's not giving her the reaction she wants, but she's still acting like he does. It's very strange. And yes, he's checking up on her loads, but... Her response is very different to how Dean is actually reacting. And I should have seen Emmett and her coming. And she's like dangling him in front of Dean and Bella. It's awful. And I just love, I'm living for this showdown now between Mac and Bella. Because I just love uh, Angry Bella. Because she's not afraid to tell people what she thinks. She's not afraid to go after people when she thinks, when they're messing things up for her. So it's just a great reaction. And it's kind of Battle of the Titans, which I'm living for. And and maybe after the, I, I don't know if I would call it a lecture or heart to heart chat that Mac and Dean have where Dean is like, you're not going to get rid of me. There's nothing you can say or do that is going to make me give up on you. So that makes Mac leave the bay temporarily. So maybe this will make her change. Maybe she'll come back with her old personality. Fingers crossed. And uh, Maybe she's gone to go see her mum. That usually sorts her out. Or maybe she's gone to bend her. We just don't know. But hopefully after that kind of a talking to, she's like, right, I need to go sort my head out. Things got to change. I'm clearly out of control here. So you never know. But the only thing that could derail her upon her return is this food truck that that Chloe and Ryder have, have come up with. So very generous Rue, Maz and Alf have invested in their business with their 10,000 buckaroonies. So yeah, uh, I can't imagine Mackenzie is going to be too happy about that because it's looking like it's full steam ahead. And um, the rivalry is something that is definitely fueling Ryder a lot. So yeah, I think competition is afoot. So with all the kind of boring fashion-y bits that were going on this week, sorry, Justin is really adding the juice this week. He's really derailing and I'm living for it. It's He's just so out of character. He's really derailing, much like Mackenzie. It's kind of weird the way these two stories are running parallel. But I don't understand if he's in such back pain, why is he in the gym? Surely, I don't know. That doesn't really make much sense to me. I'm no doctor. But he's accidentally double dosing again with Leah, who's too busy crowdfunding for this private investigator to notice. And now with the wedding ramping up, the to-do list are only getting longer. When Leah reminds him 
that he needs enough pain relief for the trip. He's getting cranky. He's getting aggravated. He's overloading Ziggy with work. He's being terribly mean and short to her and just acting really out of character. And he's asking her, like, are you capable at your job? You know, he's going after her. He's niggling away at any insecurities. Then he's calling every single medical center in the state, getting very sweaty with all that lying he's doing. And now he's screaming down the phone and smashing cups. Oh, very good. And Ziggy sees and then he sees that Ziggy is seen. And then Leah looks like Leah's on the way. Oh, I don't know how he's going to get out with that one. He'll have to worm his magic because she is concerned about him. They are very good friends. And when he's snapping back, being like, how I am is none of your business. He's, he's getting very toxic. So, mm, I don't know how he's going to survive this wedding now. Because he's having no look at these painkillers. So next week is going to be interesting. Thank you, Justin Morgan. Well, that about wraps it up for me this week. Big thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch, Summer Base is on Instagram at Summer Base Podcast. Get into my DMs. We can have some fan chats there. I was laughing with Jen about the camera angles in this fridge cam. <laughs> G'day, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>